available to you after the service, and they uh, outline all of the opportunities that we have during Holy Week uh, to worship, Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Easter, all that's outlined on here. And uh, we'd love for you to take one of these for yourself, and then take a couple for the people you're going to give it to. People you don't yet know, or people you know, but don't yet perhaps have a church home, and uh, that maybe would find an invitation to hear uh, a welcome thing. And so don't, you know, make it a forced thing. Don't make it just just a natural thing. Hey, you know, you're not going to church. Boop. Um, and uh, let them take a look at it. You know, maybe they'll put it on the refrigerator or come. Maybe they won't, but that's all right. Casting seed. Secondly, we are uh, got a parking challenge, and we've got uh, folks parking everywhere. We've got parking lots up down Bee Ridge Road, one back down there, that uh, we're going to be borrowing over the course of the next few weeks. We would love it if you could create uh, some hospitality for us, uh, such that uh, if you park in spaces far away, if you're able to walk, then that means there are spaces available for those, especially Palm Sunday, Easter, big Sundays, a lot of people coming. So we'd love for you to help us out with that, but we're also going to help this service out a lot because on Easter Sunday, we're going to create a little space for our 10 o'clock worshipers because all those 9 o'clock worshipers come early and they take all the spaces. Um, and so we're going to create some space for you guys so you, you will be, uh, you'll be assured that you'll have a space here on Easter Sunday. And uh, you can help us out either by parking there or parking far away if you can, and that way we want to try to create as much space as possible. So there's a little parking uh, map, I think, available for you as you head out the, uh, or maybe it's in your bulletin, I'm not sure. Um, but take a note of that, and that will give you an opportunity to find some spaces over the next couple of Sundays. Emma, come on up and read for us our scripture today. everybody. How's everyone's weekend been? Good? Good. All right, so today I'm going to be reading from the scripture passage in Luke 19, verses 1 through 10, and I'm sorry if I butcher any of the words. I practiced a little bit. Okay. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus, and he was the tax collector and was very rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. I get that. So he ran ahead and climbed to a sycamore tree, a sy sycamore, sycamore tree? There it is. Sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry down, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to the, be the guest of the one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, Half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if, I had, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay them back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today's salvation has come to this house because he is too a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Thanks, O oh God, for this great day. We're grateful that we can... Here, maybe for some of us, a familiar story, and for others of us, a story perhaps you've heard for the first time, but we wonder about what you might have in store for us with this story. We pray that you will allow these words that will be coming out of my mouth to somehow lead us to discover more about this story, and more importantly, 
about our relationship with the Word made flesh, the one we know is Jesus, and we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. Robert Frost's most famous poem, The Road Not Taken, derives its fame not only from the poet's magic with meter, but also from his identifying one of the great truths of life, and life is a series of forks in the road, two paths diverging. Life is a series of choices, a series of paths that we must choose from that will determine the course of our lives because that's the way life goes, right? One way leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to another. Every choice we make then leads us to another choice, and before we know it, we are heading down certain paths. Emily Cavanaugh, back in 1938, was engaged to be married to a guy but she started to have some doubts. She wondered if he had what it took to be a success. She worried that he wasn't really going to amount to anything, so she made a choice. She decided to break off the engagement, to cut ties before it was too late, to choose another road. The man whose heart she broke, William Franklin Graham, otherwise known as Billy Graham. Who knows where your choices are going to take you or not take you. Strange how life goes, these series of choices that end you up in places that you would never have imagined at the beginning of it all. You know, your parents move you to a new town, so you are on one path, and then later you go to a particular college, and you're on another path, and then you choose a spouse, and you're on another path, and then you choose a job, and you're on another path, and before you know it, you end up in a place you would never have imagined for yourself, and sometimes that's wonderful, sometimes it's not so wonderful. Larry Walters was a truck driver out in Los Angeles, California back in 1982, and Larry's life was driving trucks during the week and sitting home in a Sears lawn chair during the weekend drinking six-packs. That's where the choices, that's where his choices led him, but he got up one morning kind of bored and was sitting there on his patio and started wondering if he could get his Sears lawn chair to fly. So Larry went out and bought himself 45 weather balloons, and he filled them with helium and tied them to the arms and back of his Sears lawn chair, got himself a radio, some sandwiches, a couple of soft drinks, and a BB gun. He took the BB gun because he knew that if he started flying, at some point he'd have to come down, so he figured he'd just start shooting out the balloons until he could get himself back down on the ground. His hope was that he would make it about 100 feet into the air. Well, Larry got all his balloons ready, and he cut the rope that were tying them to the chair to the ground, and Larry actually began to elevate. He began to lift off. Do not try this at home. <laughs> Parents, I tell that, do not try this at home. And so he started to climb 10 feet, 50 feet, 75 feet, 100 feet. Larry was flying in his Sears lawn chair 100 feet off the ground. 
But the balloons in the chair didn't stop there. 150 feet, 500 feet, 1,000 feet, 2,000 feet, 5,000 feet, 10,000 feet, 15,000 feet, 16,000 feet. That's three miles up into the sky. Larry had definitely taken the road less traveled. He was holding on for dear life. A United Airlines flight approaching Los Angeles radioed into the control tower. Uh, we got a guy in a lawn chair up here with some sandwiches and a BB gun. Larry finally started shooting out the balloons, started drifting back down to the ground, but his balloons caught onto some power lines and knocked out power to Long Beach for two hours. But he finally got himself safely onto the ground where he was promptly arrested. The choices we make can end us up in some crazy places. So Jesus walks into Jericho and sees a man who has elevated himself up to a sycamore tree. His name is Zacchaeus. Now, why is Zacchaeus up there in that sycamore tree? Well, Luke tells us, as Emma tells us, that Luke tells us that he was there because he was of short of stature. And that's fair enough. But maybe another reason for why Zacchaeus is up in that sycamore tree is that nobody really wanted him down next, sitting next to them. He was in that sycamore tree because that's where life had taken him, perhaps. He had ended up a tax collector. And nobody really loves hanging out with tax collectors. Somewhere along the way, Zacchaeus began to make some choices. Rewind the tape. It goes all the way back to the beginning. We don't know what those choices were, but one thing leads to another. And it's not easy being a Palestinian Jew in the time of Caesar. Hard to make a buck, but there's money in tax collecting. You, 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 you can leave behind maybe a little bit of yourself, and, and it wouldn't be too big of a problem. You can kind of give up a part of who you are, but that's all right. You have to you know, pit yourself maybe against your own people. That's okay. You have to be more Roman than Jew. That's okay. But the salary's good. The bonuses are even better. So you keep making these choices. One choice after another, one choice leads to another, and before you know it, you're Zacchaeus, and now you're the chief tax collector, and you're very wealthy, and nobody likes you. And now you have to sit in a sycamore tree, not just because you're short, but perhaps because you, no one wants you around them. One thing leads to another, and Zacchaeus has made it big. He's a wealthy man. He's achieved the American dream long before there was such a thing. But the result is that nobody likes him. Nobody wants to be around him. Isn't life strange? You can make these choices, one choice after another after another, and before you know it, you're up a tree. And Zacchaeus was most certainly up a tree. He probably couldn't even believe it about himself. Because you know no one ever plans their life around getting themselves up a tree. No one ever says in high school or college, you know, I'm going to chart my life so I can get myself up that tree. I'm going to chart my life so that I can give away my core principles of who I am, give up my godly image, give up my relationships with family and friends, and instead back myself into a corner and force myself up a tree. No one ever puts that on their schedule. But life's a crazy thing, and one thing can lead to another can lead to another. A line forms out of our food pantry every day, five days a week, every day. Folks waiting for some bags of groceries. And they're good people, good, good people. No better or worse than you and me. But I don't imagine any of them kind of hoped back in high school that that's where they would end up someday. None of us, though, gets dealt the same hand of cards 
Life can, has its forks in the road, and one turn leads to another turn, and before you know it, you're up a tree. I knew a young man once, good father, successful businessman, who had a bad spill while skiing in Colorado. Really hurt his back. And the only thing that seemed to help with the pain was the medication called OxyContin. And before he knew it, he couldn't, couldn't stop taking it. And before he knew it, he couldn't work effectively. And before he knew it, he lost his job. And before he knew it, he was having trouble holding life together. And before he knew it, he lost his wife. And before he knew it, he lost his kids. And before he knew it, he was just up a tree. It isn't, isn't hard to get yourself up a tree. Is that possible for any of you? That you feel like you've gotten yourself up a tree? You didn't plan on it, but you know, one thing led to another, and there you are, up a tree financially, up a tree relationally, up a tree spiritually, up a tree vocationally, up a tree emotionally. Is it possible that that's where you might even end up someday? Who knows? Life is fragile, right? Two folks, two forks on the road, and there but for the grace of God go I. I could have chosen one, but I chose the other. And then maybe there's that fork still ahead of us, and who knows which way to go, and before you know it, look, here I am up a tree. But the good news is, in this story, is that Jesus is walking past this tree. And Jesus says to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, get yourself down out of that tree because I'm coming to lunch at your house today. I'm going to step into your life, and you and I are going to go take a look at the next fork in the road. And Zacchaeus spends some time in his home with this rabbi and realizes that maybe all those roads behind him don't have to dictate what the road ahead for him is. That he could choose a different route. That One way does not have to lead to another way. I don't have to stay up in this tree. I get to choose a new path, the road less traveled. I can pay back, he says, four times what I have defrauded other people. I can give half my possessions to the poor if I really want. I can reclaim who I am. And Jesus says, salvation has come to this house. For this too is a son of Abraham. You see what happened? Jesus rewound the tape. Jesus got this tape that Zacchaeus had that had led him to this point of being up in the tree. He rewound it, put reverse, pushed reverse on the DVD, and got it all the way back to the beginning for Zacchaeus. For, for the beginning for Zacchaeus is that he was a son of Abraham. That's who he is. It's who he was. Before, God, before he chose anything, God chose him. And when you realize that God has chosen you from the very beginning, claimed you as a child, then there is no moment when you cannot ask Jesus to call you down out of that tree to rewind your tape. You see, the good news is we don't have to be the mere products of our circumstances. We don't have to be simply, you know, this suitcase of prior baggage. We don't have to be victims of our own choices that we made in the past. We don't have to be confined to the house on Sycamore Lane. There is no mess we cannot get ourselves into that Jesus cannot gently get, ourselves, get us out of. No tree that we cannot be called down from. Salvation comes, you see, when we let Jesus take us very back to the very beginning, to that moment when God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit conferred and decided that it would be a really good idea that you got born. A really good idea. 
The moment when Father, Son, and Holy Spirit chose you, when, when the word from the very beginning in Genesis was to you, let us make this person in our image. But life is strange, right? One thing leads to another, and Zacchaeus forgot who he was. Maybe we forget who we are. And we lose sight of the fact that we are children of Abraham, children of God, creations of the Trinity. Tong Long, my preaching professor in seminary, tells the story of when he was a pastor. And a young couple he knew had a four-year-old, and they had a new baby. And they had just brought the baby home from the hospital. And one day, the four-year-old comes and asks the parents if she could have just a couple minutes with the baby alone. Baby was upstairs in her crib. The parents looked at each other and kind of not knowing what this was all about, but kind of out of curiosity, they wondered what she was going to do. So they said, yeah, you can have a couple minutes alone with the baby. And of course, they quietly followed behind up the stairs, peered through the door just to make sure nothing crazy was going to happen. And what they saw was this four-year-old girl standing on a chair, leaning over the crib. And what they heard her say to the baby was this, tell me everything you know about God. I'm already starting to forget. It's easy to forget, isn't it? It's easy to forget that at the very beginning God chose you, and God called you, and God had every hope in the world for you. It's so easy to forget, you know, because life is crazy. One thing leads to another, it leads to another. And maybe we pick the road most traveled, and we end up a tree. It's so easy to forget. Jesus has come to town and he's there at the bottom of the tree, and he's calling every one of us to come down out of that tree and to take our place at the table, to come sit, talk for a while so that we can hear all those things about God, all those things about ourselves, that along the way from one fork to another, we managed to forget.